I'm going to start out this episode by possibly offending some of you. Are you ready? I am unimpressed by how many books you've read. I see people creating goals to read two books per month, and I just shake my head. What a waste of time. Today, I'm proposing a different approach. So listen on if I didn't offend you too much. Welcome to the Productivity Shift Podcast, the only podcast for women in charge who feel overwhelmed with all they have to do. Whether you own your own business or lead a team or take care of your family or all of the above, this is the podcast for you. Choose how to spend your time so you can make progress on what matters most to your life and business. I am your host, Elise Enriquez, a certified life coach, productivity dork, and the creator of the GIST program that helps you get your shit together. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Summer is a great time to get a bunch of reading done, especially if you're going on vacation, you're going to have some time to yourself, or maybe you've already decided you're going to take afternoons off sometimes here and there in the summer and sit out in the nice weather and read a book. I have people in my life who are avid readers, and I think that's great. You know, they're reading fiction for entertainment. It's a way to escape a little bit and have some fun. I mean, like, go for it. Not that you need my permission, but go for it. You know, grab your favorite romance, mystery, historical fiction, fantasy, whatever it might be, or nonfiction like autobiography, memoir, or history. My One of my favorite categories or genres of books is for, at least for entertainment inspiration purposes, is memoirs. I especially love memoirs written by female comedians, and I usually listen to those on audiobook because I love hearing them narrate their own stories. They make me laugh, and I'm inspired by their ability to succeed in what can be such an unhealthy male-dominated space. So those, those are my favorites. So I am all for reading a ton of books for fun. Where I become unimpressed about the volume of books people read is when they're talking about personal growth, business growth, that kind of stuff. You might call them self-help books, right? I know people who take such great pride in listening to like two to three audiobooks a month or reading two business books a month or even one business book a month. They post a couple of quotes from the current book and then they don't change a damn thing about how they're operating in the world. They consume the book and then throw it aside for the next book without taking any action based on what they just read. It was profound enough to generate a cool graphic quote for the socials, but not profound enough to do anything real with that knowledge. All right, I better settle down a little bit. (laughs) So what you're picking up on here is something that some of you who've listened to this podcast for a while or who know me well, know that I have a bias toward action. And I'm not saying that every book has to inspire a complete change in your life or business, but why the hell are you reading a book if you're not gonna do something with it? Okay, again, I'm a little fired up and I know why. As a Myers-Briggs ENFJ, I'm somebody who believes that knowledge is important for changing reality. And so when I'm reading a personal growth book or a business growth book, it's for a purpose. When I'm reading it, it's because it's a topic that I'm currently interested in, and it's for a problem I'm currently trying to solve for myself or to help my clients solve. So in the Myers-Briggs world, they call this the action-oriented innovator. If you don't know what Myers-Briggs is, it is a personality assessment, Myers-Briggs type indicator, where it looks at what your preference is for how you take in information, how you make decisions, et cetera. So I am the action-oriented innovator where knowledge is important for changing reality. There are three other possibilities. There are thoughtful realists, so knowledge is important to establish what's true. There are thoughtful innovators. Knowledge is important for its own sake. And there are action-oriented realists where knowledge is important for its practical uses. So if you're curious about which one you are, 
and you know your Myers-Briggs type, just tell me what your Myers-Briggs type is. Reach out to me on Instagram with your Myers-Briggs type, and I'll tell you which one of these four knowledge users you are, information users you are. But the thing is, regardless of your type, I'm challenging you to take a different approach because we need to do that sometimes. We need to flex out of our style and our preferences from time to time just to experience some growth. So I am challenging you to take a different approach to your personal and business growth growth books than perhaps you've done so far. So what I'm going to do is I'm bringing in the author of one of my favorite books to help you with this. And I don't mean for real, like what I mean is I'm going to reference an article he wrote. I wish, I wish if anybody knows how to connect me with James Clear, please make that happen. But James Clear is the author of one of my favorite books of all time. It is called Atomic Habits. And this is a book that I've been recommending literally for years now, and that speaks to my approach to learning. I, you know, I've had client, uh, potential clients, I should say, I've had potential clients who I'm pretty sure didn't hire me because I have not read every personal growth book out there that they asked me about. I just, that's just not who I am. I'm going to do a deep dive on my learning and I'm going to use it to apply things. So along those lines, James Clear wrote this article called Seven Ways to Retain More of Every Book You Read. And while I would love to do a deep dive on all seven of them, I want to respect your time. You know, I'd like to keep these episodes fairly short for you. So I've just picked my top three out of his seven to expand on a little bit. Don't worry, though. There's a link in the show notes to his article so you can get all the rest of the tips if you want to. All right. So are you ready for my top three tips from his seven? The first one is to quit more books. I am a big fan of this, but that doesn't mean it's easy. It's actually something that's really hard for me to do. I used to feel really bad and I kind of still do. I still have a twinge of like guilt or embarrassment if I stop reading a book. So there is a book by the founder of positive psychology, Martin Seligman, that was all the rage in the coaching world for a while there. I can't even remember what it's called. But Martin Seligman's name was everywhere. I was watching videos by him. I was learning about him through other people. It was really just interesting. And I was like fully on board with positive psychology theories. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this. I love this. I love this. I was into the concepts. I was hearing about it. And I was really excited to read this book. It was everywhere. And again, in my coaching world, I bought it and I just couldn't get through it. I couldn't. It was, I just, something just didn't connect for me. I couldn't dig into it. And it could have been just where I was at that time in my life and work. Who knows why? But I decided to not judge myself for that and to just let it be. Let it be that I just didn't get along with that book for some reason. It's not that I didn't agree with it. I just couldn't get into it. So I put that book on my shelf. And after a couple of years, I still didn't pick it up again. Every once in a while, I'd look at it guiltily or full of guilt, guiltfully. However, I looked at it, but I looked at it with guilt Like, oh, I should pick that up. And that's, of course, the first sign for me that I shouldn't pick it up if I feel like I should pick it up, right? So at the next time I was, you know, clearing out my office, I added that book to the donate pile, having hardly read it at all. So not only do I quit books, but I give them away after I quit them. Like like I said, that one stuck around for a couple of years, but I definitely don't keep them forever, especially if I think it's some way to guilt myself into reading them. And I certainly don't want to let that knowledge just sit dormant on a shelf when somebody else who's excited to read it could have it at a discounted price, no less, right? So as Clear says in his article, life is too short to waste on average books. I say, here, here. All right. The second tip that I found really helpful. So the first one was 
go ahead and just quit books. It's okay to quit books, right? The second one I found really helpful is to choose books you can use instantly. I kind of, you're probably not going to be surprised that this is one of the tips that I really, that I chose to share with you because of what I already said about my own wiring. But when it comes to personal growth and development, don't pick a book up just because somebody recommended it or it's a trending topic right now. If that trending topic isn't relevant to the problems you're trying to solve in your life, your business, or the lives and businesses of your clients or life and work of your clients, then don't buy that book. Let's not worry about that book. I mean, you can always add that book to a reading list for later in case it becomes a topic that you are interested in or becomes a problem you do want to solve. So that way you can use that book, right, and the contents and that information from that book as soon as you're ready to engage with it better. So again, make sure that you're choosing books that you can use instantly. All right, the last tip of the three, the top three I'm sharing from his seven tips is to read a book twice. I cannot tell you how much more information I've gotten out of a book just by reading it more than once. And there's more than one way to do that. So I'm going to share one way that I do it all the time. It might sound kind of weird, but you can actually read something twice at the same time. And I don't mean by like splitting yourself into two different, you know, timelines in the metaverse or something like that. What I mean is what I'll do is I will get the hard copy of a book and the audiobook. So recently this it happened. It's actually happening right now for me. When I started working with my current coach, she sent me a book, a hard copy of a book called Chill and Prosper by Denise Duffield Thomas. I didn't know she was sending it to me, but as soon as it arrived, it was like a happy surprise. And so what I did was I just kind of looked through the first chapter and thought, oh, okay, this is good. So I hopped onto Audible and bought the audio version of the version of the book as well. I do this all the time with personal growth books and business books that I'm interested in. If it catches me, usually what I actually do is I start by listening to them on Audible first, and then if I like them, I buy the hard copy so I can do that deeper dive and really engage with the book. So what's fun for me about Chill and Prosper is that it's written by this Australian woman. Her name, again, is Denise Duffield Thomas. She narrates the book herself, right? And her personality is very engaging and energetic and lively. And then to top it off, she has an Australian accent. And I just really love an Australian accent. She's just really entertaining to listen to as she's teaching you a lot of practical stuff. But I'm not always that engaged, (laughs) or maybe I'm not always paying very close attention, even though she is so engaging, right? So I'm not always paying close attention to an audiobook. So I'm often doing it as I'm playing an audiobook as I'm getting ready in the morning or as I'm walking the dogs or maybe as I'm driving around. So sometimes I'm really keying into things and sometimes I'm not. And this is where the hard copy comes in. So like I said, I have a hard copy of that book as well. And what happened was I you know, was reading the hard copy, realized I liked it, got the audio book and started listening to it. So I got quite a ways ahead in the audiobook, but still was reading the hard copy. So whenever I was at a doctor's office waiting, you know, in the waiting room for 15 minutes, I would just crack open the book, get my pen out and start reading and underlining. Having a pen in my hand as I read helps me stay way more focused on what I'm reading. So doing this means that sometimes I'll actually get further ahead in the hard copy of the book and then I'm further ahead in the audiobook and vice versa. But that's okay. They all catch up. And it allows me to take this information in in a lot of different ways, and it becomes a really immersive reading experience. 
but you don't have to take this approach. Just reading a hard copy more than once can create really profound insights. So I did this with the book, Getting Things Done by David Allen. He is one of the godfathers or founding fathers of modern productivity. And I read that book for the first time, Getting Things Done, 12 years ago, and I thought I understood it back then. And then I read it probably, well, I reread it again eight years ago, and I had a major insight, like it is one of the key points of the book that I totally didn't catch the first time. It's something that I theoretically understood or cognitively understood when I read it, but I didn't really take it in and understand it until after the second reading, you know, about four years later. And then about five years ago, I reread it again and had so many more insights. The amount of underlining I've done in that book is unbelievable. And the amount of applying that knowledge that I've done is profound. It's had a huge impact on my life and work. It became foundational to how I operate my business and my life and to how I run the GIST productivity community. I wouldn't be where I am now if I would just read that book 12 years ago and moved on to the next productivity book after that. Okay, so those are my top three out of seven James Clear's tips for retaining more of what you read. It was hard to pick just three, but here they are again. Quit more books, choose books you can use instantly, read your books more than once or read it twice. So if you head to the show notes, there is a link to Clear's article with the rest of the tips. And I have to say, they are all really good. I actually do almost all of them. <laughs> so so check it out. Uh, so really, though, what I want to do is get you positioned for your weekly shift right now. And what that shift is about is getting you out of hustle mode when you're reading books and getting into a deep learning mode instead. So what I'm doing is I'm challenging you to pick a personal or business growth book that you've already read and you still own and read it again. Remember to pick something that's going to be immediately useful to you or that you think might be immediately useful to you. Have a pen in hand and underline the most helpful stuff and capture the insights you have along the way. This can be personal, this can be business, specific to marketing, whatever it might be, wherever it is you're feeling like you need some support right now, I want you to find that book that's already on your shelf that you've already read and enjoyed or at least kind of enjoyed before and read it again and see what you find out. Before we wrap up, I want to let you know that coming up on July 26th, I'm hosting a free What's Your Problem workshop. This is a live interaction interactive workshop where I will give you the time and the guidance to figure out what's getting in the way of getting things done for you, what is stealing your time, and how you can take it back. So that's going to be July 26th. And if you go to elisenriquez.com forward slash problem, you can sign up and get all the details. Again, it's live. It's interactive. You will actually work on something with me in this workshop, and I'll be guiding you and be there for feedback and help you figure out how to take the next steps that you need to take back your time for what matters most. All right, last thing. I want to know what book you're going to reread this summer, and you know where to go, right? Head on over to the Productivity Shift on Instagram and find the weekly shift post and share the book that you're going to reread this summer and why, and I'll share mine too. Okay, that is all for this week. I'll be back with you again next week. Until then, keep making progress on what matters most. Thank you for listening to The Productivity Shift. If you're ready to work with a group of badass women in business to get your shit together and choose how to spend your time, then the GIST community could be the perfect place for you. I'll be opening up enrollment again soon. So head on over to aliceenriquez.com forward slash GIST That's aliceenriquez.com forward slash G-Y-S-T to learn more about the GIST community and to submit your application to join us.
Hey, everybody, you did it. You made it to the credits section of this podcast. (laughs) The Productivity Shift is lovingly created by me, Elise Enriquez, and it would not make it out into the world on time every week without the support of Rachel Sonia. She is our producer and makes sure that everything happens on time and gets delivered beautifully to your ears every single week. 